Joining us now from Northfield's public schools system is Stephanie Stromy, who is in charge of child nutrition for the Northfield School District. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Yeah, I know we're going to be... Um, I'm going to be learning a lot because I really don't know much at all about child nutrition in this day and age. I can recall having, you know, the lunch back when I was a young man who wasn't <laughs> recently, and I'm sure it's changed an awful lot since uh, the 60s and 70s. Let's start off. Why don't you just uh, tell us, first of all, about, you know, what your job is and kind of give us uh, some information on what uh, on what you do and what, what, what it takes to uh, operate uh, you know, a I, 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 a food service in the 21st century. Sure. Yeah. Well, like you said, um, things really have changed probably from the time that you and I went um, and had school lunch. So hopefully I can change those stereotypes of um, what you're thinking it was to what it is now. I am the director of child nutrition, so I oversee the entire district. So there are the five schools, the three elementary schools, um, the middle school, high school. We have our area learning center. And then we also have the NCEC, which is the Northfield Community Education Center. And all of those sites receive meals on a daily basis. So currently we do breakfast and lunch for them. Boy, and you're talking about anywhere from maybe a three-year-old to an 18, 19-year-old? Correct. I would imagine they have different nutritional needs. (laughs) Right, exactly, yeah. And, you know... The mission of Northfield Child Nutrition is to provide quality, nutritious meals um, that support the growth and learning and development of all of our students. So whether they're three years old to um, 18, and I know we have really tight regulations um, by USDA and the Minnesota Department of Education on what we need to follow. Um, So we do feed different amounts of foods to the different levels. We have elementary portion sizes that we need to meet. We have secondary level um, and we even have for the early childhood. So we're trying to combine all of those things to create um, healthy, nutritious meals for them. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the uh, government regulations, because I, I imagine, I think those have really changed probably in the last 10 years, maybe a, a once or twice or something. It's uh, the whole uh, realm of uh, eating at school has uh, changed. So tell us about those regulations. Yeah, so in about 2014, the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act was implemented. And with that, there were a lot of changes that came about um, we really have to watch the portion sizes that we feed the students. Um, We have to look at the amount of calories that they're fed, the amount of sodium, the fat content that's contained in all of those items. So when we do our meal patterns, like I had mentioned, we have a specific meal pattern for elementary students, for the secondary students, um, and even the early childhood. I know um, at my house, kid, my son or my, my kids will come home and be like, yeah, I wish I had more of this. Or, you know, we'll have people stop us that know I work for child nutrition and are like, you know, my child wishes they could have more of this. And I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, we have these strict regulations that we really need to follow in our planning. Well, yeah, I would think so, because uh, America is not getting any thinner as a as a group of people. So it's good that the uh, kids, you know, have a, a good understanding of uh, portion size and such. Yeah. 
Let's talk about um, the kind of the development in more recent years, probably since about that time, too, of the farm to school program, uh, sourcing locally for you know vegetables and meat and whatever else you you'd have. That has uh, really evolved in recent years as well. Yep. Um, you know, we're excited because we do have a pretty um, we really try and bring in as much farm to school product as we can. And we've tried to grow our program over the years. We work with every um, fall, we start working with the apple orchard, Fireside Apple Orchard, um, right away when school starts. And we typically use their apples until um, they're out of season. So sometimes we can go until mid-December. It just depends on how their crop is and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also worked with Ferndale Farms, bringing in turkey roasts. We've made some fun things. At the secondary level, a banh mi sandwich. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's basically a shredded turkey sandwich. And then we put uh, vinaigrette um, vegetables and vinaigrette dressing on top and kind of a fancy, fancier Mm. sandwich. (laughs) Um, And then this past fall, we actually worked with... um, the let's see thousand hills in cannon falls and we brought in beef and made a beef and broccoli stir fry and Mm -hmm. we did that for all levels so it's really fun for us to be able to do that and we also have worked with open hands and a lot of the other local farmers bringing in um watermelon cantaloupe garden green beans cucumbers this next year, prior to the pandemic, we had worked with a co-op called the Good Acre out of the cities, and they work with a lot of local farms, Seeds Farm and um, Open Hands. And so we decided, well, let's partner with them so that we can just have one drop-off from multiple farmers and rather than have individual farmers need to deliver to our schools. Yeah, I think you have 4,000 students to feed that's a lot of mouths to feed yeah, <laughs> and yeah. there's probably a limit to how much of that you can uh, source locally throughout the year right um, yeah you know we really try in those fall months uh, we know when the harvests are the best mm-hmm. um to bring in product even squash different things for kids to try that maybe they're not used to trying might not be their favorites but maybe someday we'll change their minds and those are the things that they'll like and want to snack on <laughs> once again uh, Sarah, uh excuse me stephanie strom is with us she is the child nutrition nutrition director at northfield school district let's talk about your budget and where you know where does the money come from uh are you part of the the general budget does that, does that money go to you are you funded through federal or state means how does it work yeah, uh, great question. We are actually funded federally um, and then also through the state. We are separate from the district's general fund budget, which a lot of people don't realize um, that we're part of that. And so we kind of are like our own little business within a within a corporation. And so our funds, we have our own revenue is based on participation. So the meals that students eat is where we get the reimbursement from federal and state funds. And then our expenses are our own as well. So we have to pay our own staff, um, pay our, buy our own equipment, you know, anything that we would be purchasing, we're purchasing under our own fund as well. How much does it cost to feed 4,000 hungry kids for nine months twice a day? What's That's got to be a pretty big overall budget. Yeah, you know, I would say my budget is probably right around, you know, Two million in, two million out. So we try and, you know, each year we hope that, you know, we're not 
we're not we're not here to make a profit, but of course we want to build that fund balance. So if we have a rainy day, for example, when the pandemic came and um, we knew there were going to be changes in our program, we have that fund balance, which is kind of like our little rainy rainy day coin jar, I guess, um, that we're able to utilize. And so. Um, we try and balance that we have revenue and expenses. You know, and you'd mentioned uh, the pandemic. How did that change uh, the way you operate? I know, you know, with, without kids in school for a lot of time, the distance learning was affected. That really affects you. But you are or also, uh, you know, had had meals available to students, uh, at least some students at some point. Yeah, um, it was really interesting. So spring of 2019, when the pandemic started and all of the students went out on distance learning, um, we were able to provide meals. There were over 100 waivers that were um, implemented by USDA and MDE to allow us to serve meals outside of the school day. And um, so we were able to even deliver meals by buses. We had bus routes going out during the summer. And so there were locations that student could come, students could come and pick up meals. We did multiple days worth of meals. So sometimes it would be a two-day meal pickup, a three-day. Um, there was even a period of time where I believe we did five days worth of meals. So students could come and pick up. Um, and, you know, we really had to rethink or reimagine our program. You know, kudos to the staff because they were outside. You know, it was cold days, rainy days, sleety days, and they were delivering meals, putting themselves out there to um, make sure that the kids in the community were fed. And it was great because we've had free breakfast and free lunch uh, for the past two school years. Wow. Boy, that's... Uh... Hopefully you have a, a good uh, penny jar full yeah. of money for that. Is that something that uh, is going to keep up in some way, shape, or form? Or you, do, you, do you imagine things for the, I guess this school year is almost over, but let's look at next school year. Uh, are you at the process of reevaluating everything now? Or? Yeah, we're, we're waiting for USDA um, to come out. Right now they haven't um, approved the waivers to continue. So what we're planning for is that... Meals will return to normal, which I mean, you know, we'll have free reduced and then paid meals. So we'll kind of revert back to the pre-pandemic. Um, we don't know if there's going to be changes, if they'll be reevaluating it. It really depends on um, what USDA, what the federal government decides, and even the state government. Um, if the federal government decides we're not going to do any changes with that, then the state government, you know, will have to wait and see. Um, what their decision is as well. All right. Yeah. Stephanie Strami is with us once again, uh, the nutrition director for Northfield uh, Public Schools. Uh, the, you know, I think back when I was a kid, we had kind of basic uh, meals. And, uh, but after, there was a generation probably after mine that saw the advent of, uh, you know, soft drinks and pop machines and junk food, more of that available to kids. And it seemed like you mentioned 2014 as we kind of turned that corner. Uh, are they continually, I'm sure that somebody's continually looking at the, the nutrition needs of our children. Uh, is, do you see any, is there more of an evolution coming in the future? 
Well, um, with that, we're required to follow smart snack regulations. So we have to, not only with the meals that we provide to students, the snacks that we provide or that are available if they go through and purchase a la carte have to meet specific guidelines with the calories, the sodium, those things. We can't do soft drinks, so we don't sell pop um, during school anymore. I know I remember the vending machines that you could go to and um, purchase pop, but we don't have those um for students and you know the snacks or the a la carte items that we have they have to be whole grain and you know really limited in the amount of fat and sodium so we're really trying to encourage during the day those healthy foods i guess lastly maybe the hardest question is uh do the kids like it (laughs) are they responding well you know, I think so. There's some things that they do. We're really excited because um, when the pandemic started, prior to the pandemic, we had open salad bars at the middle school and high school and did some fun things like a burrito bowl line. So every Wednesday they could go through and I don't know if you're familiar with Chipotle or Kudo by any of those restaurants, but we try and model some of our things after what we know kids like. And so we've brought in um, kind of those things. And I think they're really excited because last week we were able to bring some of those things back. And that allows them to really fill up on, you know, even though we're controlling the amount of meat and kind of those main entree things, they can go through and select as many fruits and vegetables as they want. So those salad bars are our cold fruit and vegetable bars. They can load up on the fruits and vegetables. And that is one thing that when parents come to me and say, oh, my kid's hungry because, you know, they're used to getting a larger cheeseburger or two cheeseburgers or something like that. We'll say, well, remember, they can always get all the fruits and vegetables that they want. (laughs) Not that that's what they want. But again, maybe they'll decide that they do like it. All right. Load up on the broccoli. Right. Exactly. Uh, Stephanie, is there anything else we should know about the uh, nutrition program at the Northfield School District? Um, You know, just one other thing I know with us returning to um, possibly the pre-pandemic guidelines that we had from last year, in the past, families needed to fill out the meal benefit applications, and that was something that was really important. And over the past couple of years, because everybody got free and reduced meals, um, those weren't being completed. And so it's really important that we do that because not only does that help um, the families if they qualify for free or reduced meals, but it also helps the district because the district receives funding based on the amount of students that qualify for the free and reduced meals. And so we've really seen a drop off of um, people completing those applications because they haven't felt the need to. So mm. um, that would be one thing to encourage. And, you know, we really encourage parents because the meal programs are so different. You know, if your kids have questions or, you know, saying things that they don't feel like they're getting enough, come in and see. Come in and actually, you know, have a meal with us. I think some of the schools are allowing that. Um, it's best to check with your school before if a parent or somebody wanted to come in and, you know, have a meal with their child to actually see mm-hmm. how the program has changed. We always encourage that. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. Yeah, and you've you. shed a lot of light on the, uh, the lunch program and breakfast program at the school district. Yeah, great. Well, thank you for having me, Jeff. Stephanie Strabi is the uh, Director of Child Nutrition for the Northfield School District.